Welcome to Only Planners in the Building, a podcast by the Illinois Chapter of the American Planning Association. This podcast is a chance for us, the planners, designers, communicators, and collaborators in this wonderful state of Illinois to connect with one another. Let's talk about the wins, the not quite wins, and the lessons we learn along the way that bring us all closer together and help us be better at the jobs we do. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Only Planners in the Building podcast. I'm Andy Cross. We've spent time over the last year meeting Illinois planners, hearing their stories, and learning from their experiences. For this episode, I'm excited to introduce a new chapter in this adventure that we're calling Only Plan Commissioners in the Building. That's right, we're jumping to the other side of the dais to meet and speak with plan commissioners from around Illinois. The goal of this new chapter is the same as the regular podcast. Give planners and plan commissioners an opportunity to hear stories and experiences from regular people doing the same thing they are month to month, encountering the same frustrations and obstacles, and sharing thoughts and a little wisdom in overcoming them and being better at this important role they play in the public process. Today's first entry in this new chapter is a wonderful talk with Dr. Susan Rose, who serves as the chair for the Planning and Zoning Committee in the city of Elmhurst, Illinois. We talk about the importance of strong leadership on a commission, why serving in this public role is important, and what we, as planners, can do to help them do their jobs better and more confidently. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy this great discussion. We are joined here today by Susan Rose. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, Tell us, what commission do you serve on and how long have you served on it? I am the chair of the City of Elmhurst Zoning and Planning Commission. Uh, Elmhurst, a a suburb just west of Chicago, uh, and I was appointed to the commission in 2016. Actually, no, I was appointed earlier than that, uh, and I became chair in 2016. So I've been on the commission about 10 years. Before that, however, um, I served as alderman in the city of Elmhurst, and I chaired the uh, development planning and zoning committee of the city council. So I was involved uh, at that for about 16 years. So wow, uh, turns out zoning has been... I, I don't know. It's just been kind of crazy passion of mine. Yeah, uh, that, that's wonderful. Uh, tell us something interesting about Elmhurst, something that nobody else knows or few people know. <laughs> Elmhurst. Well, you know what? It, it it really is an up and coming community. It's just a, a charming community on the train line uh, west of Chicago. And I went to college west of Chicago and used to take the train into the city on the weekends to do what all college students do. And I remember looking at Elmhurst and thinking, what a, this looks like a really cool place, you know? And then after I got married, we ended up moving here. And it is, it's just a little place that's got, I mean, I know that this is a, a really some kind of a, a 
trope uh, to say it's a you know it's a city with a small town feel, but sure. it really is. This is a little it's a little town. Uh, people value that kind of little town atmosphere. It has a for a suburb in Chicago. It has a really thriving downtown, and a lot of people don't really understand or realize that uh, it's a it's a pretty thriving place, and it's been growing really in complexity, um, I think, um, and changing in the last 30 or 40 years that I've been here. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Now, uh, as a uh, as a chairwoman on the commission or just as a commissioner generally, it's a volunteer position. Why do you do it? What leads you to freely donate your time like this? Well, that is a good question. And I know you wanted to ask that. And I, I thought about that. You know, in my uh, professional life, I'm a a professor emeritus of social work. Mm-hmm. So when I first got into uh, both elected uh, government and then appointed after that, I remember going to my dean and she said, why would you want to ruin your good name by getting involved? In this? Ah. And as a social worker, you know, one of the things we're concerned about is person and environment. And I thought about it in the beginning as this is a really good way to um Think about the built environment as it relates to people's emotional, uh, mental health, uh, behavior, just their general sense of well-being. You know, if, if the built environment around you is uh, compatible, is you know, you feel good about it, you feel friendly with it, your whole life tends to be a little bit better. So I thought about this from a social work perspective. You know, this is a really good way for me to do that. Um, I later became seduced by just the intriguing aspects of zoning. Um, I it's like a puzzle to me. Uh, you know, it, it's like a crossword puzzle. It's like a word puzzle. Things sure. you have to know all of these things. They all have to fit together. And in the end, your job is to make it uh, a place where people, residents at least of Elmhurst, feel good about being. They care about what gets built next to them. They mm-hmm. care about what they see. They care about their downtown. So I actually found it a really wonderful way to serve my community. Interesting how uh, your career in social work kind of informs your values about why you do what you do. Yeah. I mean, in all my positions in city government, I, well, I guess when I was an alderman, that was paid, but that, you know, $100 a month doesn't really doesn't really cut it. So this is not paid at all. Um, And it's not just me. I will tell you this group of commissioners that I serve with are incredibly hardworking, accomplished people uh, in their own careers, but are more than willing to give up loads of time uh, for their community. Uh, It's inspirational to me. It really is. It sounds like the group has a lot of positive energy and, and yeah. that that inertia really carries through the tough times, you know, those tough meetings and the challenging discussions where maybe not everybody agrees, but there's an understanding that, hey, we're all on the same team here. And we've really built that, you know, I, I think that's been my task as chair in the last five or six years to really build a commission where people feel free to disagree, um, but they never lose sight of what their goal is and they never lose sight they never lose respect for who they are working with. Mm-hmm. So when I first interviewed one of the commissioners who's been on a while and she wanted to, well, you know, uh, what's it like to be on that commission? Do people argue? And I said, yeah, they argue, but 
Um, they there's tremendous respect. Um, and, and I'll tell you a recent case. We had a big case in the city of Elmhurst, and um, a lot of disagreement about it. Um, and afterwards, um, I thought, and the city manager said to, the same thing to me that what was so impressive uh, that was that you, it was very clear that every commissioner had read every single thing piece of data. They read the comprehensive plan backwards and forwards. They knew it. They used it to bolster their arguments. It was not just, oh, I think I feel or whatever. Right. I don't like the windows. I don't like the windows. I don't like the whatever. I, I think it's too high. I think it's too whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was fact-based. And that was so impressive. Even though the vote did not go the way I wanted it to, mm -hmm. I was so proud of really every single commissioner and how they approached their jobs. Um, and that yeah. that's impressive to me for a job that they're not paid a dime for. Yeah. Not a, and they're not really, you know, commissioners are not really well known in the community. They're not like an alderman where, you know, they show up at, you know, this or that thing and they get their pictures taken. These people um, really work hard for very little, for very little, mm -hmm compensation but i i'm not even talking financial compensation would even recognition or acknowledgement recognition. really thank you they don't get much of that no uh, but it doesn't diminish the effort that they put towards it Impressive. i think um i think leadership on a commission like this is essential for productive meetings uh and i think you have a really good perspective on that did that come from working under a chair that you thought did a good job or you know yes. okay before me, <laughs> the chair of the uh, Zoning and Planning Commission in Elmhurst had been the chair for 43 years, uh, Daryl Whistler. My <laughs> so, heavens. Yeah, he was an icon in the community. And when the mayor appointed me upon Daryl Whistler's passing away, I, I said, don't expect me to be here for 40 years. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, he was... He was always a gentleman. He was always well prepared. I I learned a lot from him. Okay, uh, I just learned a lot. Well, let's talk a bit more about what you've learned here as you look back on your early days as a commissioner. Now, I know that you had some. You served as a, an, an elected official before that. So, but I think you can still kind of uh, put yourself in the shoes as a young commissioner. What do you wish you knew when you started out? Well. And, and I'll go back and answer another part of that. What did I wish I knew? Uh, I wish I was, and this comes later, okay, but I wish I was more familiar with just the everyday things or, you know, what are the three criteria for variances? I wish I had them in, in my blood. You know, what are the uh, seven criteria for a conditional use. I wish I could have named them bang, 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 like that, that I can. Mm -hmm. I think that comes with use, you know, with experience. But the other thing is, I wish I had a clearer understanding of the difference between um, findings of fact mm -hmm. uh, and uh, judgment. Uh, they're not the same thing, or feelings. You know, they're, they're just not the same thing. Um, and I think that was harder for me because I came from a position as an alderman where I policy, you know, I was really a policy maker. Uh, and in the zoning commission, uh, you're not a policy maker. You're really looking at fact and looking at how does it square with what our particular Absolutely. zoning code is, our criteria. And I think for many new commissioners who don't even have any political background, 
that's hard. That's a hard construct for them to get right away in the beginning because yeah. they do think it's, and, and these are people who have good judgment. They do think it's a matter of judgment. Um, and over time they learn there is judgment. It's not like there's no, I'm not so naive as to think there's not um, some subjectivity in what you think or how you make decisions, but those decisions have to be based on fact. And over time, the longer a, a commissioner serves, that's what they begin to learn. Yeah, I, I could tell them that in the beginning, but um, I think they really need to learn that. I just talked with a new commissioner. He's just been on uh, for very few, just a few months. And mm -hmm. he said, I'm learning so much. This is a guy who's a lawyer who's, you know, been involved in real estate law, et cetera. He said, I'm just learning so much. He said, I've seen this from the other end, but not from this end. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So to know that, know, to know the difference between fact and feeling. Do you key. feel like as you look back and, you know, you've already, you know, I'm sure onboarded any number of commissioners now in your, uh, in your tenure, uh, do you feel like uh, in front orientation, I won't say training necessarily, but orientation by city or village staff can help shorten that learning curve. Um, I think it helps, uh, but I don't know that it really shortens it. I think okay. it's uh, it's the experience of having a number of cases. It's the experience of making mistakes sure. when you get that. It's the experience of hearing other commissioners talk in uh, when we go into deliberation, hearing them talk, that's what builds that foundation. I think the orientation builds the framework. Mm -hmm. We can say to them, you need to know, you know, the difference between facts and feelings and you have to have this at your command. They know that, but how they build that network of knowledge is by listening, doing, experiencing it. And, and I'll say again, making mistakes. Yeah. You, know, you, I made some royal ones in my time. Um, <laughs> And uh, commissioners, I know, have said, "Oh gosh, I, I wish, I wish I had done better on that particular yep. one." You will. Yeah, there's just no no replacement for experience, is there? And, and that's a hard thing to tell a new commissioner because they, you know, they are there voluntarily and they want to dig in and contribute. But uh, I remember telling uh, some newer commissioners uh, on plan commissions in my in when I worked for the government that, you know, do ask questions, you know, and if you're not sure, do ask questions, but don't feel like you need to, uh, you know, you're new on the commission. Don't feel some sort of, don't feel too compelled, you know, to like, you have to contribute. Don't be insecure about listening with a capital L it's okay to listen. Especially in the beginning. Cause many of these cases are complex mm -hmm. and they may be going on for several months and then you get appointed and you jump up in the middle of it. You know, what do you Absolutely. Know? And we have at least three commissioners out of our nine who have been in front of zoning commissions, uh, not some Elmhurst, some not, actually most of them not, only one Elmhurst, um, in a completely different capacity. And they've all said the same thing. It's not the same. One commissioner has done a lot of work in front of zoning commissions in front of it uh, as a part of his profession. And yeah. they all say, whoa, it's very different. <laughs> when you're on this side of the desk, that's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's different rules, different discussions, different yeah. questions, different answers. Different questions, how you do it. So I, I do think orientation is good and I uh, praise our city staff. I think they've tried to do that. Um, 
we also have tried to spend time orienting city council members to what the role of the commission is. Interesting. They don't always know. New city council, new aldermen, they don't know. They think the commission, that's just a mini city council. Okay, they're just mini. You know, they're like subcommittee. They're, they're not. Their purpose is different. So we're getting ready right now to do um, a really a very brief. We just swore in uh, four new city council members in Elmhurst. Uh, and we are getting ready to do a, a brief orientation to them about what the commission is so we don't run into those things that you know like well how come you know they they do this or how come they didn't do that uh, so that they understand our role we'll then do a more formal training probably um you know with a your with a consulting organization uh for that but we want to just prep them right away this is where the commission is mm -hmm. it's not what you think it is yeah that's wonderful. And people in the community, I'll just say this, and this mm -hmm. is maybe this is far afield, also don't see the difference. So um, I thought it was just me, but other commissioners have said, you know, somebody called me up and said they wanted to basically lobby the commissioner mm -hmm. uh, about a particular case. So, you know, you know the rule of ex parte communication. Yeah, like, certainly. I can't do any of that. So I've said to him, look, the, the best response is to save the person. I can. I can, I'm more than happy to educate you about the process, how this case is going to go through the process. So you know where your voice can be heard, but really who you should be lobbying is your alderman. Call your alderman. That's sure. who you should be lobbying. Yeah. You know? And they're well, very yeah. frustrated by that. You know, like, oh, oh, we could easily have a whole podcast episode just about those mechanics oh, and, yeah. and how you communicate these, these key things to citizen planners. And yeah, it was absolutely. even harder because, so for example, you know, because I was an alderman. So some of my former constituents now will call me up and say, they're used to that. They're used to calling me up and a lot, telling me about this. And I keep saying, I, I say to them, my role is different. I cannot advocate for you in the way that I used to, but I can tell you how to advocate for yourself. That's what I'll do. Perfect. Uh, again, I thank you so much for joining on this podcast. And it's uh, this production that we put together is by and for planners. So let's talk uh, about all the planners you've loved before. And what to you is something that a planner can do that makes your job easier or better? That's an excellent question. Um, let me say first, before I say anything, that I am particularly lucky to have an outstanding planning staff in the city of Elmhurst. I really am. Eileen Franz is our city planner. Jessica Gall is our assistant city planner. And um, Mike Kopp, who's our assistant city manager, really, you know, is always there uh, for support. So um, I, I think the best thing that they can do is, first of all, be as prepared as, be as well prepared as they possibly can be, because they can then prepare me. Um, we established uh, a method by where we meet with, and maybe all cities do this, I don't know, but uh, I meet with that planning staff um, every, um, usually two days or so before our uh, regular commission meeting wow. to go over what's on the agenda, um, any problems they see, any little quirks in there that I'm not identifying, that I don't know about, that, you know, I'm not a city planner. I'm a social work professor. <laughs> that's what yeah. I am. But I'm, I learn. And that's so helpful to me 
for them to go over that and help me think about things that may be problematic. They also will help me through some of those really sticky cases, uh, mechanics where we've got the city attorney sitting by me. He does not come to every meeting, but you know that this is gonna be a big case. Um, there's a, a lot of public interest in it. Um, so I will also consult with the city attorney and he will consult with the city planning staff. So that that has really been one of the most helpful things that they do is that uh, in particular. Um, and then this, you know, I think they get to know me as I get to know them. So they anticipate a lot of the questions that I'm going to have, and they anticipate they a lot of the questions that other commissioners are going to have as well. So they know these people. So, you know, they know one commissioner is always going to ask this, and another commissioner is always going to ask that. So we go over some of that. I think that is, that's great. Um and I think the second thing they can do is be really good at thinking on their feet because they know all that stuff, but you know, you get thrown a curveball in a commission meeting <laughs> and there you jolly well are and not be defensive about it. Okay. They, um, just because someone asks a question, a commissioner asks a question or someone in the city does to say, and to say, look, that's a good question. I don't have that information for you now, but uh, I will get that information. And they do. They follow up with it and they do. That's gold to me. And to not be defensive is so critical, especially when you get people who come in and they're loaded for bear. You know, people in this community are like, they're loaded, you know, and they're, Absolutely. they're just itching for a fight here. And to have a, a city planner, a professional who steps back and says, you know, let, let's, uh, we'll go to that and uh, is, is just really critical. So when I say well prepared, that's one thing, but the other thing is well informed about the city code itself. Sure. Um, they need to know where it is. The last thing you want to see is them fumbling around, you know, with the code book. Okay, I know it's here somewhere, you know, um, that they can go right to it and say, this is what the code says. That 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 is those those things are gold to me. That's great feedback. And they, having been in the trenches, sat through council in a countless plan commission, design review, historic preservation commission meetings. This is a, another one in one of those situations where there's just no substitute for experience. And you learn what you're good at and you know what your strong suits are and also what you need to prepare extra for in your own personal toolkit as a city planner. Um and, you know, I made it a point to read through my presentations two or three times before my meeting so that I, I knew them. And then it was no stress, you know, that sort of, so you learn what you need to do to be effective at your job. And then hearing that feedback from you, I think is, uh, is, is super helpful. And that really, I think that helps the whole community. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we are not, we are members of the community. We are, that's what I would say to people, look, we're, we're commissioners, but we're your neighbors. That's what we are. And that the better we can hear each other and understand how this works, um, the better everyone's going to do with that. So if they understand the role of city planners, uh, the better the better it works. So for example, a lot of times they want to cross-examine the city planner. And we in Elmhurst have been very clear in saying, you don't cross-examine the city planner. You can ask those questions. Yeah. Uh, you can ask us, but not this. it's not fair to do that to the city planners. So we just don't allow that here. Oh, what a supportive relationship you have for the city staff. That's um, that's a that's a great outlook. 
So as you look back on meetings, tell us about a decision, a discussion, or an outcome that you're especially proud of or happy about. Oh, <laughs> I will uh, talk about the one that I spoke of earlier, uh, where the decision actually went against what I voted on and several other uh, council, uh, several other commission members voted for. I'm especially proud at how the discussion went. This was a big case uh, in the city of Elmhurst about height, uh, about what is the role of the comprehensive plan, um, and where is this city going moving forward? Where do we think we want to go? What I'm particularly proud of is how commissioners uh, debated and deliberated that issue. There was nothing personal. All the arguments were well thought out. I didn't agree with some of them. And that's the thing I loved the most. I did not agree with them, but I respected every single one of them. Yeah. And I think I am the most proud of that particular decision. And it's odd to say I'm the most proud of it, even though it was I, it was against the way I voted. <laughs> but I was proud of the process. That's great. Can you describe roughly the context of the application? Was it for a new uh, multi-story building? Yes, it was for a new multi-story building. Um uh, taller than some other ones uh, that we have had in town. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the part of the issue was, and I think I can talk about this because it's gone through the city. It's It's been through the whole process. I'm always reluctant oh, yeah. uh, about that. But um, yeah, it was about the tall, it was about the height of a building. It was about where this building is located. Uh, it was about uh, where it uh, fit within the context of the comprehensive plan. Those are those are big issues for a town like Elmhurst. Very big issues. Yeah. Height, height in suburbs, you know, height is a big issue. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it is because that that you know has a profound impact on the built environment and people have expectations for what the community should look like, you know, and, and, and a community well, vision. And when you say people, it's a range of people. So mm -hmm. you have people who are long-term residents and they have a vision of what this community is like and should be. And you have newbies, people who just moved into town. They have a vision of what this, what they want to see Elmhurst do, what they want to see their town do. Mm -hmm. um, those and the art of this is bringing those together. Sure. Um, we are not building, we're not making decisions. To be honest with you, for just today, we really are making decisions for the future of this town. Um, and I like to say that to people, we're, we're trying to build this town for your children and your and your grandchildren. Yeah. And that's what I, we want to do. That's, that's a, a wonderful thoughts. And I think the value of a strong chair is facilitating that discussion that is inclusive to families who are there for their very first meeting and, and nervous about it to applicants who this is the third public hearing this week in a different community. They got this, you know, just, just doing what they do. Yeah. Um, and giving everybody a fair voice and a chair, yeah. you know, the chair yeah, plays really such an important point. role in that. That is a really good point because I this is probably my role as an educator. It's really important for me to under to let people know the first time they come uh, in front of the zoning commission and to make it user friendly. This is how it's going to go. This is stage one of a three stage process. Yeah. It, we're going to do this. This is where you're going to be able to hear your voice. And this is the outcome. This is where it will go from that point on. Sure. And I think I say that because, you know, um, 
I came to community service because of a zoning issue in my neighborhood, <laughs> which is, so it was helpful to me to know how it's going to go. Where, you know, how, where, where will I get my voice heard? What's the best way to do that? You know, you know, when you're working on a community issue and you don't know, most people got other things to do. They got to take their kids to soccer ball practice. You know, they got a million things to do. They don't know necessarily how their local government works. So to let people know that um, it, it, they feel better about their government. It's more user friendly. And that's we really strive to create that in the city of Elmhurst. Oh, that's wonderful. How fortunate for them. So let's close with this, Susan. What piece of advice would you give to anyone listening to this who's thinking about stepping up and serving their community? Make sure you have the time to do it. <laughs> Great thought. It walked me through it. Why is that? Make this it, it it takes a lot of time to do this. Um, you know, first of all, we really count on having a quorum. So make sure that you have ordered your life such that you're going to be able to outside of illness or odd things that you have the time to show up at every meeting. So if you have a job where you do a lot of traveling, this may not be the best fit for you. Yeah. Um, so make sure you can do that. Make sure you have the time to read through everything. Uh, make sure you've got time. We ask commissioners to visit the site, no matter, even if you think I've walked by that site a hundred times, go visit it and look at it. So make sure you've got the time to do all of those things. So that's the first thing. Make sure you got the time. And the second thing is ask yourself if you can discuss and debate without your feelings being hurt. Yes. Um, and if you can do that, if you have, I, I mean, I used to say, do you have a tough enough skin? You know, that's, you know, yeah. most people do that, but really that that's not the full picture. The full picture is, can you actively listen to somebody without planning in your own mind what you're going to say, you know, listen to them first and then respond to that. And if you do a personal inventory of yourself and think that that's, I can do that. I can actually do that. Um, then this may be a good place for you. And second, you know, the last thing is, do you love your community enough to do all those things? You know, mm -hmm. to, uh, we used to meet on a Monday night um, and it was like, you know, uh, do you love this work in this community enough so that your kids, your spouse, you know, can, you know, eat leftovers on a Monday or go out to Portillo's and that, you know, and that you'll never watch another Monday night football game in your life, you know, in your tenure? Is that, do you love your community enough and this work enough to make those kind of sacrifices? Because this is a sacrifice. That's wonderful. Um, I'm laughing about uh, one final thing here in that as an educator, you spent many years in the classroom facilitating discussions. Have you had to use the same classroom management skills you had to on those 101 freshman level classes a few times during meetings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to use them on the audience. And also the commissioners may, it may not have been particularly happy when, you know, ask for a motion to approve and nobody's Nobody's saying, yeah, and I'll say, Commissioner so-and-so, would you make that motion? <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. so that's that's a particularly professor move. You know, it is, very much so. 
you call on them. So I appreciate the enthusiasm enthusiasm with which you hold your opinion. But Susan, I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you for joining me. Well, I hope it's useful. Thank you. big thank you to Susan Rose for joining us on this podcast. As practicing planners, we typically work with a small group of commissioners or board members for months and often years. I hope it's been helpful to hear thoughts and insights from a citizen planner in a different community. For those of you working in a municipal setting, I'd like to encourage you to share this podcast with your own commissioner board members. It can be helpful to hear the thoughts from an experienced chairperson about the experience of serving in the role and the important things to keep in mind while doing it. Also, I'd like to keep adding to this fun new chapter of the podcast. So if you know a commissioner or board member that would bring valuable thoughts and stories about this essential role in local government, please reach out at podcast at ilapa.org. I'd like to close with a final note. A lot of these topics that Susan and I talked about come up in the Illinois Chapter's Plan Commissioner Training Program. If you'd like to learn more about that or consider the training for your board or commission, please reach out to the Chapter's Planning Official Development Officer. That's Tom Ferrasi, and the email for that is podo, or podo, at ilapa.org. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you next time. Only Plan is in the Building is a production of the Illinois Chapter of the American Planning Association, hosted by Andy Cross, AICP, and produced by Phil Green. This podcast is made possible by our 2022 to 2023 sponsors, with a special thanks to our Tier 1 sponsors, WSP and Housil Levine. Visit www.ilapa.org for more information on our sponsors and all of our programming.